welcome to the Career Mentor Podcast, a program of hunger for success, a nonprofit organization devoted to helping people find and keep family wage jobs. Your host, Brad Lebowski, President and Chair of Hunger for Success. Welcome podcast. I'm your host, Brad Lebowski. And this month, we're going to be talking about uh, getting interviews without using traditional job boards. And we have an expert with us today, Derek Anash. He spent years operating in numerous aspects of employment assistance field, as well as having direct experience in recruiting and hiring of hundreds of employees for a multinational corporation. Derek has founded his own career assistance practice. It's called Elite X Training and has served as a consultant to numerous companies and corporations. Derek is committed to upending the conventional paradigm associated with the process of job acquisition and promoting a more effective system in a period of time when we've never needed it more. Derek, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Glad to be here, Brad. Thank you. Really appreciate to be here. Uh, Before we start with your expertise, give us a little bit of your journey. How did you get to this point in your career? Sure. Um, I started out uh, years ago um, writing resumes. I started out writing resumes for friends. um, And then that um, I started uh, advertising my services and then um, got a lot of experience doing that. But uh, as time went on, I decided to increase my skill sets um, and branch out a little bit. And then I got really into helping people with interview prep. Um, And then really the last frontier for me was to help people get jobs. Now, um, I should say get interviews, um, which would lead to getting jobs. So um, my own experience really is what... um, set me off in the direction that I'm, I'm, that I'm in right now. And that is, as you uh, alluded to, helping people get interviews without online job search engines. Um, because I myself, um, many years ago, back when I think monster.com might have been the only resource for that, right. I had sent out you know, something like 100 resumes. And I never got even a rejection. I just got no response at all. And I knew my resume was good. Um, but... Uh, but anyway, you know, over the years, I talked to a number of other people who are having those same problems with the other online job search engines. And it should be important, it should be important to, to note that, um, that only 15% of jobs get filled by those online job search engines. So um, if you have had the same experience where you sent out an, you know, an ungodly amount of resumes and not gotten a response, don't take it personally. That's, you know, that's the statistics. That's how it works. But um, I ended up uh, forming my own company. Um, and that's really the thrust of what I do. Um, I don't write resumes anymore. Um, I critique resumes and um, optimize them. But um, I do um, all the other stuff except for writing resumes. So that's what brought me to where I am today. I, I also do some um, contract work with Ronstadt Rice Smart, the world's largest outplacement firm. Um, and I uh, also um, contribute. There's a company, um, Christian Help, that I'm working with right now, trying to work some curriculum for um, prisoners who are being uh, released from um, rehabilitation programs. Um, but that's uh, that's where I'm at right now. That's that's how I've gotten to this point. I think one of the key things you said there is it's so hard for anybody looking for a job and not getting that feedback and, and getting ghosted in a sense of 
I'm sending out these resumes. I'm putting my heart and soul out there, not mm-hmm. getting the feedback. How, how do you work with that in, with your method, with your method of creating these interview opportunities? How do you deal with someone's either lack of confidence or not getting enough feedback? How do you balance that in your method and your approach? Well, first off, I let people know, just as I, I'll expand upon what I just said, when I, when I tell people, I'm like, listen, only 15% of jobs are being satisfied through this, but that's what everybody's doing. So it is a huge feeding frenzy of futility out there. People are engaging it. Um, and another important statistic to know is that when you're sending in these resumes through, um, you know, the Indeed, the Monster ZipRecruiter, um, or if you're even just sending stuff in outside of those search engines, if you're just going directly to a company website, um, they're using ATS algorithms, and that's applicant tracking systems. And a lot of people have never heard of this before. So just briefly, it's an AI program that scans your resume and the information that you, that, that you input, and it's looking for keywords. And you don't necessarily know what the keywords are. So if you don't have keywords, you're gonna be screened out. So according to Forbes, 75% of applications that are submitted through these online job search engines or directly, you know, conventionally through a company's website are never even seen by a human being. So when you, when you put those, you know, when you process those statistics, you all of a sudden you realize, wow, this is not the way, it's not the best way to go about um, getting interviews. So that's how I went ahead and formulated the top-down method. Excellent. Well, why don't you go into detail uh, with that, Derek, on your top-down method, and talk to us a little about a little bit about that, and how our listeners can benefit from uh, maybe doing something a little different to get them the interviews they're looking for. Sure. So um, the top-down method, I'm just going to go ahead and um, break it down just in, in a, its simplest elements. So it is from the, the overarching um, perspective would be that. It is a direct method of approach. So rather than going through a company website or, you know, uh, answering online ads and things like that, I tell people, okay, get all that. Step one is let's find 10 companies that you want to work for. Okay. Without any respect of, you know, looking to see whether or not they're hiring. They may, they may not, you know, a lot of companies that are interested in hiring are never going to you're never going to know that because they usually fill through networking or recruiters or something other than, you know, public, public ads for that type of thing. So I have people identify 10 companies that they want to work with. And, you know, um, there's so much information online now. So you can go on glassdoor.com and you can find out if people like working for that company. You can Google a company and go to their, or, or go to their website. You could find out whether or not um, they're successful, what people say about them on Yelp, what, what um, employees say on Glassdoor. There's so much you can find out about whether, you know, uh, whether or not a company is, is, is attractive. Um, and then uh, after they find 10 companies that fit their, their, their criteria, it's an initial 10. A lot of times 10 is all we need. Sometimes we got to go for another 10, but, sure. um, but 10, 10 companies. And then the second thing I have them do is, um, and this really is dependent upon the position. If you're going for an upper level position, then you would want to identify who the CEO or the president of the company is. If you are going for um, a lower level position, when I say lower level, I'm talking about something maybe more of a 
of a manual um, operational type of um, thing or something maybe something more more of a manual labor or a blue collar thing. In that sense, you don't necessarily want to go to, um, it wouldn't be appropriate to go to the CEO or the president. You would want to go to the, um, you know, the director of human resources, sure, somebody like that. But when you do that, what you're doing is you are leapfrogging the whole system and you're going directly to those top people. Now, let me um, give you my own example here of how I get um, hooked up with um, the the outsource the outplacement company that I'm with. Um, I wanted to get um, I've I've been doing my my private practice for a number of years, but I wanted to get some institutional experience because I really felt that I'd gone about as far as I could go in my knowledge. I wanted to see what resources were available to me if I were to go to an outplacement um, company, you know, do contract work for them. And so um, I went ahead and identified who I wanted to work for, identified who the CEO was, um, and I sent an email directly to him. Now, um, I got an email. It was a short, personable email, okay? I didn't want to send them a cover letter. You send a CEO or, uh, you know, a a top-level figure a cover letter, they're going to be like, why are you sending this to me? Why aren't you just applying you know, through right. conventional means. And they may not take the so email this is because very... there's an attachment to it. If there's an attachment to it, they could flag that as a risk and may not even look at the email. Exactly. Exactly. So I recommend just a single paragraph. I think uh, my email, I could go back and look, but I think it was probably only about three lines. I just um, expressed my admiration for the company, said it would, uh, I'd be really interested in working for the company. And if there's anything that uh, he could advise that would help me an interview, I'd be most appreciative. Two days later, he got back to me and said he was going to have somebody give me a call. Now, I didn't have any attachments, just like you said, Brad. I didn't attach a resume or anything. So I didn't want this to be, you know, I didn't want it to be so obvious that I was circumventing HR. I wanted to be a personal email like, hey, you know, it was just, like I said, very informal, but very respectful, very respectful. I even, you know, signed it respectfully yours. I mean, I want to connote that degree of respect. But uh, he got back to me in two days, uh, had somebody contact me for an interview, um, and three interviews later, I was working for the company. So um, I should mention this, just to tell you how good this um, system works, is I didn't realize that this company was on five continents and in 80 countries, Um, or else I might have been a little bit reticent about, you know, thinking, is there any way this guy's going to get back to me? But that's the beauty of the system, is it? separates you from the crowd. It shows that you're an ambitious individual who's an individual thinker who um, wants to go the extra mile to get that job. You're not just throwing resumes against the wall to see what sticks. You actually took the time to send this personal email there. So in general, that's how it works. Yeah. And let's pause there just for a second, because I think you have a very good approach. And I want to ask a question that some viewers or listeners uh, may ask, like, why? feel like I'm intruding. I feel like I'm being rude. I'm sending an email. Kind of help them understand why a CEO would appreciate that level of communication, that it's not obtrusive. It's not disrespectful. It's you showing the CEO, in a sense, this is what it's going to be like working with me. I'm going to tell you what I care about. I'm going to tell you what's important to me. And I want to do a great job for a great company. There's nothing wrong with the CEO receiving that message, but some people may be 
scared. Maybe they have low self-esteem. Maybe it's backfired for them before where they're at work and they go above their boss's head mm-hmm. to get something resolved. And it's got this negative feeling with them. Help them understand and overcome that objective of you're not being obtrusive or rude or disrespectful by trying to add value to their company. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, well, let me start off by, you know, making, uh, by uh, quoting, who knows, someone from antiquity who said, fortune favors the bold. Okay. A bold approach, I'm not going to say that it has zero chance of um, turning off um, someone that, that, that you approach. It's possible. That's the bad news. The good news is if it does, never know because if people um, don't like your email and I, I'm saying I can't think of an exception to this in all the time that um, certainly that I've ever used it, you know, in my past or anybody that I've um, recommended this approach to um, that I can think of, no one has ever had a response back from somebody who was like, don't ever email me again. What are you doing? They just, if they are offended or if they're not interested, you'll never know the difference because they just won't respond. The only right. responses that you're ever going to get, I mean, I can say this with metaphysical certainty, the only responses that you're ever going to get are one of two things. One, uh, thank you for your email, but we are not hiring at this time, but we'll get back to you in the future if we are. Or two, thank you for your email. We will have somebody get in contact with you about an interview. Those are the only two responses anybody ever gets. Good. So no cause for concern there. No one's okay. going to call and ring you out. Gotcha. And what do you recommend for the people when they're choosing these 10 companies? Are you recommending something that they're passionate about? Are you recommending something where they live? Are you recommending looking at companies that are in the Better Business Bureau or ranked highly or spoken about highly? How do you help them kind of hone in those 10 companies? Mm -hmm. Well, I certainly recommend that the 10 companies all be in the same general um, field, or at least the position you're going for all be in the same field. And my reason for that is this, you could tailor a resume uh, you know, to go in any direction you want. So you could go for, you know, um, a police dispatcher job here and you could go for um, a car salesman and, and another place and tailor your resume to, to cater to both. But what's going to happen when those companies look at your resume? The first thing that they're going to do is they're going to go to LinkedIn and they're going to go, hey, wait a minute. This guy says that he wants to you know, get a job in um, logistics or dispatching or something. You know, why is he going for a sales job here? So you need to be consistent in the field of employment that you're going for. It can be different industries, but it needs sure. to be consistent. Okay. So all 10 should be al- aligned that way. Um, but as far as putting together that list, you really need to have some um, criteria of what's interested, uh, what's interesting to you. So um, to, you know, you had mentioned, uh, you know, proximity, things like that. You know, we're in a, in a strange time right now where there's so much working for, from home, but if you're talking about a job that's not um, related to working from home, then, then do a search. I, I, I personally tell people, 
do a Yelp search because Yelp tends to, you know, give you companies that are near you. Sure. Um, but that, that's one way. But I mean, you're going to want to consider proximity because you always have to, you know, think about um, commuting. I mean, if you don't care about a commute, okay, well, maybe that's not such a high priority, but maybe benefits are really important to you. And um, benefits are something, sometimes you can find it out on Glassdoor. Sometimes you can go to a company website. Um, uh, you know, those are things that are pretty searchable. Um, but, uh, but do know what's important to you. Maybe it's important for you that you have a pet friendly company. And usually a, a company is going to say something like that on their website. If they have something that's that, 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 that's that unique, they'll probably advertise sure. something like that. Sure. I think what's interesting about your approach is you're doing something, like you said, to separate yourself from the herd. And we talk a lot about that at Hunger for Success. What can you do to separate yourself from the crowd? Um, what's unique about this also, and I think there's some strategy behind it, if you can talk to us about it, instead of looking at a job description and a specific job saying, wow, that sounds really good. You're looking at a company and not knowing exactly what you're going to do for that company, what position could be available, what benefits they have. Um, how do you approach that in terms of after you contact the CEO or hiring manager and they say, oh, you know, thank you for contacting us. In fact, we have something for you. We'd love to set up an interview and I'm sure they'd ask you for a resume. But how do you prepare yourself for that interview, not exactly knowing the position or job description that you're going for? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I try to accommodate for that um, upfront by when I send that letter, I tip them off to what I do. And, and, and what I'm looking to do. I don't go into great, great detail, but you know, just enough where they know that like, oh, this guy is, uh, you know, has administrative, he's a, an administrative uh, assistant or something like that. They happen to be looking for that type of thing. Okay, so um, you're not gonna know in advance of that interview, whether or not they're gonna have benefits and all that stuff. So. It is somewhat, I liken this approach to a lot of aspects of this approach um, to sales. It's a numbers game. You know, some of these interviews you're going to get, you may not want the job, but you're getting interviews. And um, I, let me give you an, and throw another statistic. If you throw out, if you do this as prescribed, okay, and this is very, very consistent among the people that I work with. Um, you get somewhere between a 20 to 40% response rate. The last person I, I talked to who just did it yesterday, who reported back with his results, got four out of 12. Um, that's excellent. Four out of 12 emails responded to. Yeah, that's 33%. Excellent. I'm like, wow, that's excellent. That, yeah, that was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, um, so, yeah, you're not necessarily going to know whether or not um, the position that they're going to throw at you is going to be something that you want. But the nice thing is 99% of these interviews now are, you know, by phone or by Zoom. So you don't even have to leave the house to find out. Right. And I think anytime you have the opportunity to interview for any job, you practice interviewing for the job that really fits. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But one thing that you said that's really critical that I want our listeners to remember, when you write that short paragraph, you need to include a sentence of what you're passionate about, what you want to do to help that company grow or improve that company if you can. 
be as specific as possible what your intentions are. It's not just a, hey, how are you? Are you hiring? Mm -hmm. It's this is what right. I'm passionate doing. I want to do it for you. I think that needs to be clear in the short emails. So I think it's really good advice. Um, anything you want to close with in terms of uh, things you would recommend to people with your method or mm -hmm. resources that you have for them to access to learn more yeah. about what you do? Absolutely. Um, so I wrote a book called The Top-Down Method, A Six-Step Guide to Getting Interviews Without Online Job Search Engines. And in this book, I actually go and I have email templates, or I should say examples, but from which you can base your email off of, of actual examples that have worked um, as far as you know what you can send. I have like four or five different approaches that you can use. Um, there that are, you know, take it extracted directly from, um, you know, successful uh, approaches. Also things like subject lines. I have that um, in there too, because you can have the perfect email, but if you send it with the wrong subject line and, you know, the, the target sees that and goes, I'm not going to open that. That's junk. And they get rid of it. Well, doesn't matter how good your email is. They're not going to read it. So I account for that um, as far as getting the emails from these yeah, it, it's really, it really works well. It's tried and proven. And also, um, I go into how to go about getting the emails. You can't just Google um, president of ABC, um, you know, manufacturing. You can't just necessarily Google and get that. But there are, in the book, I go into where you can go and um, access those. There's, there's free online resources that you, can, that you can get that from. And I uh, disclose all that in the book. Um, there's times of the day that you can send um, there's, there's great times and there's awful times. Um, like, you know, there's, um, you could, for example, if you send an email to, um, a hiring manager or, or someone in a company on a Saturday, worst time of the week, sure. Tuesday between 10 and two, second worst time of the week. But I go into all the, you know, the, to, to optimize, um, everything as far as your approach to, so I leave nothing Nothing to uh, to the imagination here. I, I pretty much uh, account for everything. Anyway. Excellent. And how do they get access to the book? Where do they go? Um, you could get it on Amazon, or if you want to go to my website, EliteXTraining.com. That's Elite, the letter X, Training.com. Uh, you could order it there as well. Excellent. It's an ebook, and it's an ebook. It's nine ninety nine. It's it's definitely worth it. And I also go into um, information, uh, great detail. I have 31 interview questions that you should be uh, ready for in any interview. Um, I go into resume advice, elevator speeches. I have tons and tons of extras on there as well. Excellent, Derek. Thank you very much for that. I know our listeners will be interested in that. I think what you present is a, is a great strategy. And I think for some people, if they are a little bit timid in the beginning, um, should get the book and read that it's successful. You're not going to get hurt by it. You're not going to get people to be mean to you by it. We're in a pandemic. And to show that you're trying and being innovative, I think, is uh, impressive um, to anybody running a company or hiring people. So, Derek, I thank you for your time Absolutely. today. I thank you for your expertise. Um, I recommend everyone uh, log on to Amazon or the Elite X Training website. Um, and uh, for 10 bucks, this could really help you where 30 million people are trying to do what you're trying to do, and that is get back to work or change their career and try to uh, navigate
this unpredictable economy that we're in right now. And, and I'm, I'm grateful that we can provide this resource to those that listen. So Derek, thank you very much. If you have questions for the podcast or myself, please go to our website. It's help the letter H, the number four, the letter S.org. My name is Brad Lebowski, president and chair of Hunger for Success. And we look forward to hearing from you very soon. Thank you. This has been the Career Mentor Podcast, intellectual property of hunger for success. All rights reserved, 2020.